This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This episode comes from our YouTube teaching archives. This week, we are talking all about revenge. Now, the old saying goes, revenge is sweet. But is it really? Does seeking revenge actually do us more harm than good? And why is it we are so hung up on the idea of getting some form of payback when someone has hurt us or offended us? And is there a more balanced, harmonious, authentic, healthy and spiritual path we can take when someone has wronged us? Well, in this teaching, we'll be answering these questions. Okay, David, so why is seeking revenge bad for us? Well, from my perception, and if you remember back to the series we did on the law of attraction, when you're seeking revenge, that seeking becomes your intention. So instead of following your life course and following what's right for you and walking fresh snow, as I call it, you know, being inspirational, following what you want to live by, you lock yourself into an ever-decreasing circle of seeking this revenge. And that becomes your intention. And then by the law of attraction, that is the energy that you're drawing into your life. And that's what I would put forward to you to consider that living your life or having a part of your intention focused on revenge is not healthy or balanced for you. And I guess I know from my own experience, it becomes very all-consuming. Um, it's almost like poisonous somehow that you become almost obsessed or part of our mind can become quite obsessed with thinking about that person who's wronged us, that person who's offended us, that person who's hurt us. And it, rather than thinking more about the now and the future, we are, it's like we've almost got one foot in the past all the time. Well, I like the word you use there, poison, because I would agree with you. It's like taking poison and expecting someone else to suffer because that person may not even know you are choosing to hold this intention of revenge and regret and getting your own back and making them pay. They're living their life on their course and you're locked into following your, their footsteps. You are locked into them instead, instead of having your own intention. And that's why I like the word poison. You are choosing to poison yourself. They haven't poisoned your, you. They have, may have done, treated you badly or misjudged you or misguided you or give you wrong information. But that's what they did. From then on, you took over that mantle and you are doing it to yourself. That's why I would ask you, please take a moment to drop your shoulders and consider, is this best for you? Not what's best for them, what's best for you. And I guess we, I can really resonate with this, that idea of 
they may have wronged you. They may have done something really, really awful to you. You know, we're not saying that what happened was okay and that you should just forget Mm -hmm. about it. But that, I guess, in seeking revenge, in ruminating on that on your mind, as you say, it's like they've passed the baton to you and you're running with it. And it's almost, is it... Would you say it's like we're kind of constantly reliving what's happened by virtue of the fact we're seeking revenge? It's it's another concept on the carousel of despair. Because as I often say to my clients when we're talking about this type of an issue, if that person came to you, dropped to their knees and kissed your feet and begged for forgiveness, nothing's really changed. How does things change? Because you can't go back into the past and almost a time traveller, and correct it before it happened. It already happened. This is when people tell me they can't cope. It seems unrealistic to me because you have coped. All we're talking about is the style in which you cope. And I want you to cope in an authentic style, what I would call being guided by your Shen, or you may call your spirituality, something that's true to you. Don't hook yourself into their energy. Follow and create your own energy of truth, honesty, and integrity. And so they cannot put it right. It doesn't matter what they do. doesn't matter what they say. doesn't matter what compensation you may get. It won't put it right. It's only what resolves your mind. And you are the best and quickest person for resolving your own mind. I hear what you're saying, David. And I can definitely appreciate the fact that any point in time I think about getting payback with someone or any kind of revenge, whether it's very subtle or extreme, it really generates red light feelings within me. So I guess there's the warning sign that this is not a good way of thinking. This is not a good thought pattern. However, part of me (laughs) still is really wedded and almost deeply entrenched that I can't just let this go. I there has they have to understand what they've done. They have to apologize. They have to make amends. But then the flip side is I can see that it's a fruitless exercise. So what's going on here? Why have I got this kind of contradiction going on so the the one of the Wu Wei teachings that I like to pass on to my my clients and I'll pass on to you is when you are looking for payback when you are seeking payback when you require payback it commits you to collecting the installments so you are committed to never letting that go and as Alex just explained then that falls into the inner child way of thinking. So the inner child, remember we've said on many videos, is willful, maybe even stubborn, and they will dig their heels in, and they will not let go until the right, the wrong is righted, the bad is good, the black is white, the fair is, now, is unfair, now is now fair, the injustice is now just. And so this is the inner child's point of view, mindset, worldview, whatever you want to call it, that they should not have been treated unjustly, unfairly. So perversely, and how many times have we talked on these these videos about the inner child concept of perverse logic? Perversely, 
they are keeping themselves connected to that person, may not be physically, but mentally, they are connecting to that person to get the installments, to make them pay, to see, to be about them like, instead of allowing and releasing them so they can walk their true authentic path. Again, they are following in their footsteps. They are still connected to that, en that energy. And the Wu Wei wisdom teaching is to release yourself from that energy because that person is not connecting you. They cannot unless you allow them to. You are connecting yourself to them. You're kind of hitching your rope to them. They're not hitching their rope to you. You are following in their footsteps. And I really believe and trust that you will connect to your inner truth enough to walk your footsteps, to breathe deeply, to connect to a much more authentic spiritual intention. Remember what we said on that series, Yi Dao, Qi Dao. The way of your intention is the way your energy flows. And once you release yourself from them, then that allows your true authentic energy of inspiration, love to vibrate through you and out, and then your life changes. But David, I can, I can definitely see how the inner child is involved in this, and I can see the black and white thinking going on, like, that was unjust, that was not fair, Things need to, wrongs need to be righted, I'm not going to let this go, that kind of doggedness, that black and white thinking, the, the stubborn quality of the inner child here. But when you suggest the idea of just letting it go, just almost energetically disconnecting from that person or that situation that at the moment your inner child really wants revenge about, my inner child is kind of saying, well, that's just then letting them get away with it. That's just being a doormat. Surely it's right to have some sort of natural justice here. Okay, so what, what I would say if an inner child said that to me is they have done it, it is in the past, or we're talking about how you respond to that action. If you believe that action is unjust and un, unfair or untrue or shouldn't have happened, what is the best way for you to respond to that action? And this brings in the teaching of appropriateness. What is, is it appropriate now to focus the rest of your life or even the next five or 10 years to get them to pay? And how can they pay? How can you kind of go back in time and get them to do or say the correct things? The thing has been, has happened. The milk has been spilt. How do you deal with that? And that's the key. Um, so the teaching, the spiritual teaching is, do you put the importance of your life above that incident? And so this is the idea of the inner child sees it very, how many times have we spoken about that? This, they will focus just on the one incident. They will be themselves. This has to be black and white. I'm not going to let this go. I'm not going to kind of show them this, as you said, to be a doormat. But actually, if you hold on to this, if you follow this line of thinking, that's exactly what you're being. You're being a doormat and they're wiping their feet on you. 
because you're still under their feet. So my, my analogy is to remove yourself from that situation. Learn the lesson that you had to learn because there will be a lesson involved for you in this situation. Learn that lesson as quickly as you can and move on. Because if that's what they did, if they screwed you over, if they rubbed your nose into it, whatever they did, if they lied to you, if they deceit, if they were deceitful, that's defining them. Mm-hmm. It's not defining you. Yeah. Your actions define you. Here's the spiritual teachings. Walk your path. Let your actions define you. And if appropriately there's something got to be done, report to the police or report to some court, then you do that appropriately. But at the same time, you absolutely move on on your journey. And I think, I think that's an important point, <coughs> um, David, because in moving on, in letting go, in, I guess, <clears throat> untethering yourself energetically from that person or that situation, yes. it does not mean that you are doing nothing. The appropriate path may be still taking some form of action, but it's action that's appropriate and balanced and it isn't motivated by or clouded by heavy emotions or the inner child's desire to get payback to for someone to apologize for. You know, it's it's done in a more appropriate and balanced way. Well, yes, because if you think about it, if you judge them to be making uh, delivering actions and thinking inappropriately and unbalanced and nasty or whatever yourself you you think of them by them affecting you you're playing right into their hands because they can see that they're still affecting you so you're actually feeding the mm. fire if they see you absolutely flourishing and they haven't affected you that's the best thing that you can do being under this cloud that they've put over you proves them almost right. What I'm trying to offer you is a way out, a door out that you can open and you can close behind you that they can't touch. And this is why I want to share with you in the Wu Wei wisdom that we have something that I call Shen, spirituality, that they can't touch. Doesn't matter what they say, doesn't matter how they mistreat you verbally or talk about you behind your back or spread wrong information or completely lie and say things have happened that frankly didn't happen. Your escape out of that is your truth, your honesty, your integrity, what I call Shen, and that trumps them every time. They can't touch that. No one can touch that because that's yours. That's unique to you. And I think the point you make about seeing it from a a Shen perspective, from the perspective of your more authentic nature rather than your inner child, I think only then we can start to, as you suggested, reflect on it. what happened, what was done, what was said is a reflection on that person. So the inner child always wants to see it as, look how badly they've hurt me, look how they have degraded me look at how they have spoken about me it's not fair righteous indignation it's all about the inner child it's all about how 
the inner child in some ways being knocked off off the pedestal it likes to see itself on. Whereas if we step back and quieten the critical voice of the inner child, we can connect more to the Shen. And the Shen, our Shen, that spiritual side of us will say, well, what happened, what they did is a reflection of, of, of them, of where they're at, of their journey. It doesn't mean it's okay. It doesn't mean we have to accept what they did or let it continue or not take action where it's required. But it doesn't define us and therefore we don't need to be tethered to them, what they did by seeking revenge. So I slightly disagree with you because I think you use the word acceptance and Mm -hmm. acceptance is part of the teaching. So we can accept what they did. Yeah. That's what they did. That's reality. So we're accepting reality. Now the question comes back to you. How do you react to that? What is your solution? Because it's happened. It's already happened. They've said the things, they've done the things, whatever it is we're talking about. The things have now been done. We cannot put that right. That's, that's happened. Now, the question now comes on to you, and this is where the power lies. What is your reaction to that event? So the inner child, as, Al- as Alex said, will immediately go into, they've got to, they've got to pay back. I've got to pay them back. They've got to suffer. This is kind of the way the inner child thinks in a very limited way. Or the inner child will say, they've got to feel what it's like that I felt because the inner child hasn't accepted that he's or she has created the feelings. Or the, the, the inner child will again perversely use it as an excuse. Well, if it wasn't for them, I would have had a different career. If that boss hadn't have sacked me, I would have been successful. So the inner child will get these type of incidences and events and use them, misuse them. And that's why the way to solve this, to deconstruct it, as I call it with my clients, is to bring in another perception or widen the perception. Again, we are not denying that they spoke wrongly, that they acted wrongly. I'm saying that's what they did. That's what has happened. The moment they did it, that's now in the past. How do you respond? And I would ask you to respond authentically, in balance, and appropriately that defines who you are as a human being. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important to do that kind of pause and step back because otherwise, as you say, almost if you're not careful, that one person or that one incident or series of incidents can become the defining story for your life. Now, whether it's to do with your relationships, your career, uh, who you are, who you believe you are as a person, what you believe about the world or men or women in general, we the inner child loves to jump on what it perceives as an unfairness and injustice and affront to itself and then kind of hyperinflate it and massively overgeneralize it so that it becomes our story and and that's not our authentic story though is but it that, but the story alex is such a great word the inner child does not want to let go of their story i, I wish i could share with you the many clients men and women who've come to me and said things like I can't trust another man. I can't trust another woman because of what happened to me in the past. And what they're doing, they're setting up this repeating, this law of attraction that keeps on going on and on. And you're quite rightly said, the part of the mind that we call the inner child 
kind of accepts that because it becomes its story and it fulfills a story of there you go, I'm being mistreated again, I'm being a doormat again. And all these words that you so quite rightly use when you're doing the role play, that's the voice of the inner child. Oh, they're only going to betray you again. Oh, they'll only have an affair on you. Oh, they'll only take your money. Oh, they'll only fall out of love with you because it's happened as in the past. But what you're doing is setting up a repeating law of attraction that it will happen as in the past because that's the energy of being connected to that person. You haven't let that person go. But listen to that word. You have not let the person go. So that it's not that they've not let you go. Here's the power. You haven't let them go. Unhit, unhook the, the rope. Let them go. Let them go and walk your path. Mm. And do you think, though, if someone has spent like a very long time in that story and it becomes very much part of their life and what they talk about to their friends and how, how they spend their time in terms of ruminating on what's happened, trying to seek revenge, trying to get payback, do you think it becomes very difficult when if we just... Not only is it difficult to say, okay, I'm just going to drop this now. I'm just going to take another path. It Would you say it's almost, do you think it leaves a void for people? Because it's mm. like, well, what do I do with myself now? Where do I put my energy now? Because I can see that some people would, if they're not careful, if it's a, like a major issue or a major uh, problem or affront that has occurred in their life, which again, we're not denying, but it can become something that, maybe defines them for, for quite a long time and then to step away from that surely it can be quite difficult yes it can be a great uh, it can be a great challenge that's why i like the word story because it becomes a story so if you keep hearing yourself repeating unfairnesses past injustices whatever it is things that shouldn't have happened to you and you are you even in your own mind even if you're not saying it verbally to other to other people you're on the carousel and then step back, as Alex said, drop your shoulders and ask, do I still want to be connected to that? Mm -hmm. And this is what I do with my clients. This is why the golden thread is so powerful and life-changing, I think. I see it as with my clients. Because nobody's stopping you. I would never try and stop you. I would just ask you the golden thread question, why? Why do you want to be connected to that story? What is the benefit and this is the number one pushback I get from all of my clients. They almost, you can see them rise up. There's no benefit. There's no benefit. And I'm saying there has to be a benefit. If you're holding on to that story for so long, there has to be a benefit. Maybe perceived, maybe a perceived, a wrongly perceived benefit. Let me get my words out. A wrongly perceived benefit, but you see it as a benefit. And the benefit will, they should pay. This shouldn't be a wrong. They, they, you know, whatever. There will be a benefit. And when you do the golden thread, what that does is takes you through those difficult questions, and they are difficult. They're not e not easy. And then you get back to a choice. But there's always a choice that you're making. Let me just say one thing. When we do that, just what happened just yesterday, a client said to me, "I'm not making a choice, David. I'm not." Here's the teaching. Not making a choice is making a choice. You are making a choice to hold on to it. Mm -hmm. And I, you could see 
when I gave her that teaching that she could just, what we're doing there is just widening the perception. I would never say, stop making the choice. I'm saying you are making a choice. You're entitled to make a choice. You're entitled to carry this rope connection to this ex-husband of yours for the rest of your life. No one can stop you, but you're doing it. And if you just slow down, do the golden thread, find out what you're doing it and why you're doing it. And then she said, he should pay. That was her words. He should pay for what he did to me. And then we went in and the conversation, well, how does he pay? How can he pay now? This is what, eight years later, I think, for this lady, seven or eight or eight years later. He was remarried. She was still single. How does he pay? What do you want him to pay? I said, financially. He said, no, no, we sorted out the finances. The finances were sorted out. But he should pay for what he did to me. And there's the problem. That's what keep hocking her into that thing. And so that's what she's gone away to think about. I said to her, well, write it down. How does he pay? What does he have to do? Cut off a leg, cut off an arm, get divorced from his new wife. How does he pay? What puts it right for you? Because the truth is that only you can put it right for you. And I think, David, what comes to my mind, and I guess this is my inner child talking, when you say, well, what is the benefit? There must be a benefit. Really, my inner child saying, well, the benefit is when I get revenge, when I get payback, when the wrong is righted, I will feel better. So I guess in this lady's case, once he has apologized, once he has admitted what, where, what he did wrong, once it, I will feel better. And that's the inner child misunderstanding about the emotions and feelings again. And, and if you say that, then we would go into, do you create your feelings? Mm, exactly. So the inner child was saying no. So now you're giving the power to, to her ex-husband, who's now remarried. She's giving the power to her life. Because if she said what you said, Alex, in that role play, I am not going to live my life I am not going to be successful. I am not going to the, do the things that I love and, and enjoy until he releases me. So you see what she's done? If Alex is right, she's put the power right back into his hands. Now he's living his life with his new wife and getting on with his life, but she's chosen to put her life on hold. And if Alex's kind of guess is right, waiting for him to come and apologize to her. And now if she came back to me and says, right, he comes back, he falls on his feet, as I said at the beginning of this video, he kisses your feet and he says, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. What changes? Mm. And you say, well, I can carry on with, with my life now, but nothing's changed, nothing's changed. So all of that six or seven years, she's wasted going around on this carousel creating extreme stress. She's in medication. She can't sleep at night. She's put on weight, going round and around and around, waiting for him. If you're right, you may not be right. I don't know what she's going to come back and tell me, but let's say you're right. And we get him to come and apologize and say, hey, I'm sorry. What changes? Mm -hmm. Nothing mm -hmm. changes for her because she is in control of herself, and that's the teaching. Yeah. 
That's the life lesson. This is why it has to come from a spiritual basis. Your life is your responsibility. Yes, we get knocks, we get injustices. I'm not saying, I've never promised you a perfect life where everything works out the way that you want it to. But what I'm trying to guide you in to take responsibility, to honour yourself, to live to your integrity, to live to your truth, and let other people do what they want to do. And I think she's got a benefit from not being with him. If they don't not match, she shouldn't be with him. Mm -hmm. And so really it's about teaching the inner child. We made two points there about understanding that there will be injustices, the people will do bad things to you, people will act inappropriately or in a way that you don't want them to. And it's about how you respond to it, not about trying to right the wrong or control other people. Well, that's such a big teaching, Alex, because you you are not perfect. I am not perfect. Mm -hmm. Alex is not is not perfect. We all make mistakes. And that's why it's called in Taoism life lessons. Do we learn from those mistakes or do we keep repeating them? Now, he may hit this lady's husband, may or may quite likely do exactly the same with his new wife. May have another affair, may go on. You see it repeating, repeating, repeating. But why is she connected to that mm. energy instead of defining what's true for her? And that's the life lesson, is to see the bigger picture. Connect to your authenticity, sharing, spirituality, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to get hung up on names. That's why I prefer the name Shen, because it hasn't got any kind of definition. The higher self, if you prefer, whatever word you want to call it, and live your life to your characteristics, to what's right for you, to what's true for you, to what's authentic for you. And even then, you will make mistakes because we're all learning and we only learn by making mistakes. Learn quickly, move on so you do not repeat the mistake. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Thank you, David. Well, I hope you enjoyed this teaching. I hope you thought it was an interesting and useful exploration of revenge and why we're motivated to seek revenge and why we shouldn't do it and the alternative route, the more authentic route, the more Shen-based route where you are controlling your destiny and your emotions and your intentions going forward. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one -one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.